0: the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it, razzle dazzle, touchdown Houston, and the Texans go in
1: front. There is no off season for your Houston Texans, game day is every day.
2: We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization,
1: the best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming.
0: (laughs) The Texans say they have it, and they do!
1: Now, it's Texans All-Access.
3: Yes, sir. Welcome in, everybody. It's a Wednesday edition. I say that for myself, not really for you because I have to remind myself what day it is. They're all mm. to be running together. But it's June 17th, and that means something. We'll get to that in just a second. But I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and across town is my good pal, the voice, the Vox of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, how are you doing?
0: You're going Vox on me tonight. This is good. Ah, it's a good yeah, sign. Good sign for the program.
3: Let me ask you, where does Vox come from? Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know where. It's it's an abbreviation for voice, really. And uh, you know, there were Vox amplifiers back in the uh, '50s and '60s. I think the Beatles used Vox, uh, and it just became a thing. I'm, you know, I'm making all this up, Johnny. I mean, it. There is truth to what I'm saying, but there must be a a, a better a better story for this than what I'm putting out there. I just My mind automatically goes to those Beatles amps. You know, the Beatles would play Shea Stadium and have, like, four amplifiers on stage, and no one could hear anything, and it was awful. <laughs> you know, like, anybody who was at Shea yeah. Stadium in the upper deck in 1964, whatever it was, probably didn't hear anything. Yeah, but, you know, you heard people screaming. Look, when I saw Zeppelin in 77 at Madison Square Garden, I could barely hear it. And that was Led Zeppelin with the full gear and state-of-the-art technology because people were going so loud.
3: I anyway. saw somebody tweeting about that the other day.
0: I know. Um, I saw it, too. Uh, it was uh, uh, Pro Football uh, uh, oh, Focus. Pauline. Yeah, Tony yeah. And I tweeted back at him. He he tweeted a ticket to the very show that I went to yeah. in 77, and he said this was 43 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was 2 years old. and yeah, oh, No, yeah. I was 13, actually, to be honest. For a change, about my age, I was 13, and it was my first concert. And I took the train into the city with a friend, and we went to the show. I mean, can you believe my parents let me do that? And look, New York then, New York now is way safer than it yeah. was then. I mean, that was yeah. the summer of the Son of Sam and all yes. that stuff. It's way safer.
3: I was going <laughs> to so. say that was the exact summer of Son of Sam. Yep. Ah, oh, my I would have been freaked out. My daughter comes to me at 13, says, "Hey, a friend and I are going to go into." Uh, no, you're not going. Anywhere, not going mm-hmm. anywhere. The, this, this is, uh, this is not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think when I was thirteen, I went to my first concert too. Um, it wasn't quite Led Zeppelin though. Uh, it was the Fat Boys and New Edition, so it was Ooh. definitely not. Uh, it was definitely not Led Zeppelin. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, do you like the uh, guitar poster I sent you?
0: I love the guitar poster you sent me. I feel like tweeting that out. It was. Uh, you all these great guitarists, although they left out Billy Gibbons. There were a lot of guitarists on there. And they put in Kurt Cobain, who's – Kurt Cobain belongs as a songwriter. It, this is all about really great guitar players. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in the great guitar player category. He's not a bad guitar player, but he's not known for guitar playing. He's a songwriter, you know? He's a yeah. band member. I mean, Billy Gibbons not on and Kurt Cobain on. Look, I could argue all day about this, but this is, this is not like – Tonight on Rock All Access, Vandermeer gives his views. (laughs) I could go all day on that. Maybe I should start my own podcast.
3: I'll tell you what, it would be pretty fun. Okay, on the show today, we are obviously a Wednesday, so that means it's going to be what you remember when Mm -hmm. Wednesday. We'll have that for you, and obviously we'll go around the league later on uh, as there was a, man, uh, I guess maybe we can hit that now, COVID-19 update from the Denver Broncos, former Texan Kareem Jackson. Uh, found to have COVID-19, and Mark, we talked about that yesterday, about some of the Texans uh, and Cowboys having tested positive for COVID-19, and Kareem was, was front center leading the, the Broncos protests, and there were thousands of people in Denver, and I just, man, as I watched those protests, I realized on one hand, this is absolutely phenomenal work by these players, by by you know individuals, fighting for Black Lives Matter. It's just incredible. But the gatherings, big social gatherings like that Mm -hmm. were just seemingly a Petri dish for COVID-19. I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know if they could trace it to that. I don't know, but... Uh, Kareem was found to have tested positive today for COVID nineteen. That means Von Miller and Kareem Jackson both this offseason have tested positive.
0: For yeah, him. you know, uh, and I, that was the first thing I thought of is, is Kareem being at the protest. But you know, you just never look. It could yeah, be that. No. Sure, it yeah. might not be that. I mean, it's uh, that's a relatively easy conclusion to jump to. But you know, look, I mean, you could be close talking at a store with somebody, and all of a sudden, you know, that's the one that gets you or. Right who knows or or another member of the family got it because they went to whatever and you know so look i i just hope that i know a lot of there are a lot more positives out there lately and i think in some i don't want to say that's good because it's not good but in some ways uh the more people that get it and recover the better off we all are or the less maybe fear but then if you have less fear are you going to be less careful so you know i i really don't know how to digest all this information johnny i'm just hoping that i'm hoping there's not another major lockdown i mean i think we have to try to prevent that if if at all possible and and just hope that we don't get you know major hospitalizations here and much worse than that i think that's the big thing because a lot of people get through it as if it's a as if it's a flu or a cold a really bad cold or whatever it is to to a lot of people and they're okay And you just have to pray that whoever gets it has that kind of episode instead of the the really bad stuff. And, you know, maybe there's no way to prevent the bad stuff, but there's going to be a certain percentage of positive tests that turn into hospitalizations and worse. So, uh, look, I I really don't know what to say at this point. I can't believe it's June 17th. Although, what am I saying? I can't believe it's June 17th, and we're still very much in this thing. I was hoping that, you know, we'd be, like, not only would the curb be flat, but it would be bending, and we'd say, like, okay, we're, we're pretty good here. We can have full stadiums or at least half stadiums. I don't know if the NFL is ready to make the call on this yet. They're watching this thing. Clo- they're watching this meter, uh, the, the positive test meter, so closely right now because they know decision time is coming up pretty soon.
3: Yeah, you mentioned it, uh, having some sort of plan heading into July and seeing states that have started reopening Florida and Texas and seeing those cases go up. I know – uh, it, can't be, it can't be a good thing for the NFL. But, Mark, I, uh, I spent this afternoon watching live sports. I watched my guys from Manchester City go up against Arsenal. And it's really the first time that I've watched extended live sports with no fans in the stands. So what NBC Sports did was they had their broadcasts on NBC Sports mm-hmm. and on NBCSN. And they had a, a crowd audio track going throughout the game. Now, it was not responsive. It didn't go up in, in volume mm-hmm. uh, or intensity when Manchester City scored. They ended up winning 3 0, got the three points over Arsenal. So it was a good day. But they did not, it was just kind of a steady stream that you could hear some of the chants in the background. They said, if you don't want to watch it with the crowd, then go to the app, and so they sent people to the NBC Sports app. And if you wanted to watch it without the crowd noise, then you could go there. I don't. I I never got to the. I never got to that point. I, ne- I didn't really want to go to the app. I just wanted to watch it. I wasn't too concerned about how it, it sounded, but I watched it, and yeah, you could tell. Obviously, there were no fans in the stands, and because there was no oohs and ahs when it was a close, you know, it was close to a goal or it ended up being a goal where they would just go nuts. You couldn't. You couldn't catch all the chants um, that you know the Manchester City fans normally do when Raheem Sterling, in particular, scored. They have one for him, but I watched I watched live sports and it felt pretty darn good. And I know the question will be: If you don't have no fans, what kind of you know what kind of audio track are you going to put behind it uh, for the game? Uh, are you going to pipe in noise? I, not knowing exactly how everything with Salmark, Mark, I actually thought that it sounded fine like it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't bother me it didn't interrupt my 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 viewing or god i don't like the way this is sounding i got to go to the app sort of thing i actually thought it sounded it sounded all right now that might change as you, as you watch it it might be like the the world cup they had a few years ago where all the vuvuzelas were going off and at first you didn't really notice it but then as soon as you did notice it you noticed it all the time and it was completely annoying maybe you start noticing it a little bit more the more that i watch but I watched it today, and I felt like I was watching everything just with no people in the stands. And I thought it was really, really cool um, watching that Man City-Arsenal Man City, match, even with no fans in the stands.
0: Well, full disclosure here for our uh, Texans Radio and Espanol broadcasts, once upon a time, we had – those guys were calling the game off a monitor, the road games, mm-hmm. and we didn't have piped-in crowd noise for them because it was just too difficult at the time. This is years yeah. ago. And yeah. we used – uh, fake crowd noise. It wasn't fake. It was real. I I recorded the crowd once. I I think it was Mile High Stadium back in 2012, and we edited out any kind of PA or any kind of real yeah. ups and downs, just to make it a, a kind of straight straight line tone, if you will, of crowd. And it worked okay. It worked okay, but it's not ideal, Johnny. Of course. Yeah. I mean, really. I I'd almost I've always said I just want. I want the home PA to play their music, their stuff. You know, the iron. I don't know if I've said this on the air, Johnny. The irony is, and I'm not taking a shot at the NBA here, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to a Rockets game, you know, from the opening tip it's like, na, 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 I mean, that's piped in, you know, and the fans participate, but that's sort of, you know, egging them on to participate. And I think in the NBA you could do that so easily because people are used to that. You don't really have a ton of that in the NFL, but I, I suppose you know you could do stuff like that, and maybe that would add to the atmosphere. I actually had a, a call today with the voice of the Colts. We were talking about this very thing, how we're going to handle these broadcasts because he runs his broadcasts too, and um, and they really hadn't taken a lot of things into consideration yet, uh, and they're working on it right now. It, there are a lot of different ideas out there. Um, he had some good ones for me. I had some good ones for him, and we'll see how it goes. We're not ready to say. We're not ready to say. I'm hoping we have fans. How about that yeah,
3: I mean I I, I am too uh, obviously I'm dismayed uh, because people not being healthy uh, due to COVID-19 and obviously yep. um, testing testing increases but also positive cases increasing uh, as well here in the state um, and, and elsewhere it's not just in Texas but also uh, Florida as well Mark I looked at the calendar today and I realized a year ago at this time I was out in Los Angeles with my daughter it was the first time we had we had been to Los Angeles before with the team, but when we've been out there, we didn't really get a chance to see a whole heck of a lot. And so last year I got a chance to go to Los Angeles really for the first time and kind of do the L.A. thing. We stayed in Hollywood. We did, we did all of that. But I looked up today and I saw it was June 17th. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to what you remember when in a second. But where were you June 17th, 1994? Do you remember yeah. what happened on that day?
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot happened on that. day. You know, it's interesting, all the other stuff that happened in addition to the OJ police chase and Game 5 of the NBA Finals because everybody in this city remembers being livid that their image of that game shrunk to whatever it became while you have OJ on the screen as well, while the other networks, every other network in the world is following the OJ chase, so you didn't really need NBC to do it, but that's how it was going to go, and I get it to a certain degree. Uh, Now you would just say, hey, the game is on, you know, full on NBC Sports, whatever network, and you would handle it that way um, and and do your little box of the the game. I was actually in Michigan, Johnny, and, uh, you know, I'll just say quickly, I actually passed out at some point. I mean, I was working such long days back then. I kind of fell asleep, like, maybe just before the chase started. I I never would have fallen asleep during the chase. Uh, But I fell asleep. And I crashed so hard, and woke up, uh, and you know I was I was just coming down with something because I'd I'd be sick for Game Seven too. Anyway, I woke <laughs> I woke up, <laughs> and the thing was over. Everything was over, uh-huh. and I put on back then CNN headline news was excellent because every half hour you get a fresh news block, yeah, and they right. they actually did the news. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy these days to have news networks actually just do a newscast objectively, and they did. And um, and, and I, I rolled it at, like, 1230 or midnight or whatever it was, and I was like, oh my, and they, they, they covered the whole thing, you know? They had a synopsis of the whole chase the whole night. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. And I was on the edge of my seat, you know, watching this thing unfold uh, very quickly. But I know everybody in this town was pretty upset that they couldn't watch the Rockets and the Knicks on the full screen.
3: I... I will tell you, as a uh, massive Rockets fan, I was actually watching with a a friend of ours, and we were over at his apartment. There were probably, oh, I don't know, 15 to 17 people in that apartment, and there were some kind of just in the back, just, you know, I don't know, playing, drinking games or whatever, and we were just locked in on the Rockets. And when the OJ stuff came on the screen, we were, I I will admit, we, we were a little bit bothered by it, like, initially, like. Whoa, come on man it's the Rockets but then when we realized what it was the people in the back all stopped what they were doing and I'm telling you in a room of like 15 to 17 people it was stone quiet like you couldn't hear anything because everybody wanted to know obviously what was going on with the chase like what is happening like you could not miss what people were saying and I, I love the documentary uh, the O.J. Simpson documentary that they did, that ESPN did, that ended up winning uh, some Academy Awards, it was phenomenal because the one thing they talked about were all the different news helicopters in L.A. And back in the 90s, I mean, there, there had to be maybe even more now, such a focus on news. They showed a shot at some point of all the news helicopters that were flying in the air that sort of had to avoid each other as they were trying to follow this whole thing. And it was, it, it was just so surreal to watch O.J. Simpson. Like we're going, it's the juice. Like this is a guy yeah. that we grew up with. Like I went and got spot built uh, cleats for football one year. I was like six because, well, that's what O.J. wore. Spot built cleats. I could still see the logo with the three dots in the middle. I I, I went and got them because O.J. And then here I'm watching this. I'm like, this can't. This is nuts, but you're right. On that day, in 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 uh, on June 17, 1994, the Rangers, New York Rangers, celebrated their Stanley Cup title yep. in in New York. Arnold Palmer played for the last time, I think, at the
4: was US Is U.S. Open,
3: Open yeah? U.S. Father's Day weekend, yep. Yeah, yeah. So U.S. Open, and then Ken Griffey Jr. I think hit three home runs against the Kansas City Royals, and then you had Game Five. Now, the Rockets ended up losing, which makes it you know, that much more you know, frustrating. And then they fell behind in the Series 3-2 coming back to Houston uh, for the final two games. And we know how, that all, know how that all went. And then, of course, you got the OJ chase, which dominated everything. And so, last year, my daughter and I were out in L.A. on the 25th anniversary. And I thought it was sort of strange. There was no, like, recollection, no memories. Like, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. I didn't see anything in the L.A. Times. Like, nothing referred to 25 years ago like one of the seminal moments in our in like sports and and news coming together as and there was mark there was nothing there was nothing i was expecting like 25th anniversary like there to be like a special like a an hour documentary of you know la news people like sitting down and sharing their thought nothing absolutely isn't that incredible and i thought it was really weird and odd like okay i get it. it's oj it's a it was a really weird time and Maybe that's what it is, but there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and I really wish that I would have seen a white Bronco while I was out there, but I didn't, and that was uh, that was uh, highly unfortunate. But there was I I was like when I saw my, my daughter wanted to go, and I looked at the dates we're going to be out there. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be out there for the 25th anniversary, and there was nothing. And I was like, all the things we did, we had a great time. I was like, that was kind of a miss. That was kind of a miss. I wanted to at least see. Uh, you know, see something, and there was just there was absolutely nothing. But June seventeenth, nineteen ninety 1994, 26 years ago, Game 5, I think, had yet to tip off, and then uh, O.J. was getting in the white Bronco with A.C. Collings. Uh, an am- amazing day, and now he's sports, but also uh, just history in general. It, just incredible, incredible moments. All right, Wait, we get back. They, uh,
0: they're bringing back the Bronco, by the way.
3: Are they? I will. Say yeah. This. Which
0: I always thought was a tremendous idea because I understand like right after it happened, eh, yeah. you know, there's a little, you know, the the image takes a hit. But now, you know, that's a cool car. That's a cool car. Oh, yeah. So I can see It's my
3: dream. It's my dream car. That's the one car that I've always wanted uh, yeah. was I didn't want the white Bronco, mm-hmm. but uh, I saw I was watching a new show on Netflix called Selling Sunset. And um, I probably should admit that out loud, but I love the show. Anyhow. One of the owners of this real estate company spent $200,000 on this. It's probably like a 19, late 60s, early 70s Bronco that is completely and totally refurbished. And he made it convertible out of it. And it's the prettiest thing you've ever seen. And I'm like, I don't have $200,000 for it. But I'm like, dude, I would love to be rolling around an old school Bronco. Oh, I would br- bring that back. I wouldn't get a white one. But eh, if it's the only one in the parking lot, I'll take it. All right. Now, that was a little bit of what you remember when. When we get back, I turn the tables and give that to Mark. It's our Wednesday staple segment: What you remember when Mark has been at the helm for every single Texans game play moment, and I fire moments at him to see what he remembers about them. We'll do that next, right here in Texans All Access.
4: This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, Ain't no mercy. or else. Ain't no mercy. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
2: From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
4: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Your hometown Whataburger drive-thru is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, We've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. What a burger!
0: Allen, deep drop, in trouble. Ball is out again. J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone.
1: Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at
5: HoustonTexans.com. Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at fccu.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. TUCT number 107.
3: Ah. The pitter-patter splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings.
2: Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can
5: ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's gotta be clean, it's gotta be Tide.
3: Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com.
4: It's Clint Sterner and the show.
2: Radio.com, MLB insider John Heyman.
3: Where are we at the moment in terms of getting this deal done?
4: I'll just quote Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball, say that they have a framework of a deal. Uh, Tony Clark and Rob Manfred worked it out in their face to face meeting. Right now it's just going to be taken back to the owners, and Tony Clark will take it to the players. We are very close to being able to say, play ball. Thank heavens for that.
5: Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2.
4: Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
0: This is J.J. Watt, and you're listening to Texas Radio.
1: Turn down for what?
3: Welcome back. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer there. It's time for the segment that takes a backseat only to one segment, and that is what's better. And we'll do that either tomorrow or Friday uh, with Mark. But on Wednesdays, we do What You Remember When Wednesday. Now, a couple of these, uh, let's see. Well, one right off the bat. Actually, two of these happened uh, before I was in the building. One of them happened while I was here in Houston, and I remember how I felt. Uh, when that happened, and my phone uh, just auto-corrected the name, and I have to go back and change it. Um, but what happened in the first year? And, Ma- Mark, that's where I'm going to start. Okay. You ready for what you remember when the Texans beat the Steelers in 0-2 at Heinz Field with a total of 10 net passing yards? What you remember when?
0: and 47 total offensive yards. Uh, Chris Brown was a big deal going into that game because he played for the Steelers the year before, so it was billed as sort of a revenge game for him if he could possibly get it, because at the time we were thinking, well, maybe Brown's going to get a few field goals, (laughs) and that would be a big story. But remember (laughs) the defense year one was pretty good, and they beat two playoff teams that year. One was the New York Giants at home with Kerry Collins, beat them, and that Giant team actually Didn't they beat San Francisco in that weird wild playoff game Uh, with the freaky last play? Yeah. Uh, And the Steelers had Tommy Maddox. We go up there. Uh, There's snow. Andy Hudak, Bill Van Rysdam. We're taking pictures, throwing snowballs before the game, having, you know, fun. And it was, it was December, you know, it was turning into a little bit of a a long year, you know, with all the hype Mm -hmm. building up and everything. And then, the defense just erupts right off the bat. You have Aaron Glenn with two touchdowns. Kenny Wright had another, and the offense can't do anything, but it didn't matter. It was, what, 24 to 9 or something like that? 24 to uh, 6. 24 to 6. Okay, not you know, not too far off. Uh, it was it was a hell of a day. Mr. McNair in the locker room afterwards, really happy. That was the last win of that year as a four-win season, but, hey, two playoff wins and, uh, I mean, two wins over playoff teams and two wins on the road in that inaugural season, and all because I think for the most part the defense was actually pretty darn good that year. With a, with an average offense, that team could have won eight, nine games, who knows? With an average offense, but that offense was so bad. Offense starting five, six rookies uh, just could not get anything going. That's what it's I remember. It's
3: amazing to look at this box score. I pulled this up uh, a little while ago. Ten net passing yards. Yeah. <laughs> Three first downs. Mark, I, I mean, there's yep. no way the Texans, A, could win this game. B, could win it by 18. 18. Yep. It's amazing to look at this. They, The Steelers ran for 128 yards. They threw for 326. They had 294 net passing yards, 422 total yards. They had almost 10 times as many total yards as the Texans. It lost by 18. You will never convince me. I I mean, unbelievable. I just remember
0: that every time the Texans beat a team in the first couple of years, it was the worst loss in franchise history for the opponent. Right. It was like, this is the worst loss ever to lose to this team. And, you know, especially that first year. I mean, the New York papers were hilarious. You know, the Post, the Daily News, the day after the Texans beat the Giants at home that year. And then uh, the the win over the Steelers. I mean, they were in shock. December, Pittsburgh, snow, not on the field, but on the ground. And it was just the kind of atmosphere where this is Steeler football. Nope, not so much.
3: Yep. All right. Number two. Week 4, 2017, Texans coming off a tough loss to the New England Patriots. And the Tennessee Titans walk into NRG Stadium. They jump on the logo prior to the game. Mm. Mark, what do you remember when Deshaun Watson took the field against the Titans in 2017? His first start in front of the NRG Stadium fans.
0: Well, all the frustration of the week before of losing that close game to New England. I mean, and you remember, yeah. Johnny, how oh, frustrating that was. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the aftermath of that game was not fun. Uh, you knew that you were on to something. But I remember Bill O'Brien saying, you know, he wasn't looking for moral victory and wasn't celebrating, but he said, we think we could build on the offensive performance. You know, he was honest about yeah. that because clearly – you knew you had something here. I mean, and remember, you're looking at Bruce Ellington and Ryan Griffin and throwing to guys like that. Uh, in addition to the other weapons you had, and you were able to really put up a lot of yards. And the game against the Titans, it was an explosion. And I'll, Johnny, thank you for reminding me that they, they jumped all over the logo before the game, and I thought somebody has to take note of this. And definitely send them a message that this is unacceptable behavior in our own edifice. And they certainly did do that. And look, the next year was a blowout win as well after falling behind 10 nothing on the day they honored Mr. McNair a few days after his passing. So I, I just, I'll never forget that day, that huge win over the Titans. Uh, Mariota, oh my gosh. I mean, they, they just took it to him. And Dylan Cole with the pick six. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a cherry on the Sunday sort of thing. It was awesome.
3: I remember that was the game that Will Fuller came back and oh yeah right off the uh, right off the bat he's on slot fade for touchdowns he's down the field I mean Deshaun was as dialed in I remember that game thinking we could beat anybody and I and I I the the week before in at New England we nearly we nearly proved it and I was like we can beat anybody we just tore this team up 57 to 14 I was like, this team geared up at volume 10, man, they're going to be scary. Then the next week, lose Watt, lose Merciless. A few weeks later, lose Deshaun. It was it was that yeah. kind of year. But, man, that afternoon, I just remember seeing after Deshaun, Deshaun threw that nearly the same route he threw against New England to Bruce Ellington. He threw it against Tennessee. And then he got him down near the end zone. And the one thing I always remember, you know, For however long you talk to Texas fans, they'll always talk to you about, oh, man, the red zone, the red zone, or deep red zone, like down by the goal line. It's always a killer. Mm -hmm. Man, we we always got to settle for field goals, even with Gary, for the most part, until Arian. Arian was as good a goal line back as there was. Yep. But always struggles. And I remember 2016, we had our struggles down in the red zone. God, we just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. And I remember he hits Ellington, and we get the ball down inside the five. And I think it was on second down. They ran speed option to the weak side and just wide open. He flips it to Lamar. Lamar goes walking in. And I just remember thinking, okay, well, that's different. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't run that play before. Yeah. Um, but it, I was like, wow, okay, this could be very, very interesting. And then the rest of the day – yeah, was was just like that. They were but, running
0: all the dipsy doodle, flim flam, yeah. flume, Orbit yeah, motions all, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean all was, that cool stuff. And you know, at one point during that game in the broadcast, with the game still very much in progress, I I said, yeah. and it just kind of, I jumped out of my chair after I said it, and the Texans are up forty. I thought, <laughs> whoa, yeah. and they won by forty three. But they're up forty. Yeah, I mean, that that's unbelievable. That's so fantastic, and. That's what this, this unit is, is capable of when you have your weapons and, you know, fully healthy, fully healthy weapons. And, look, this year, I mean, obviously you're living life without DeAndre Hopkins, but we've talked a lot about the receiver group you have and how talented they can be. You have Will Fuller out there with this group. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Let's see if they can uh, make it all work out.
3: All right. Let's go to 2011. Mm-hmm. you everybody remembers 2011 there are so many good feelings about 2011 mm-hmm. what you remember when matt leinart got hurt at jacksonville in 2011 what were your immediate thoughts
0: i was looking forward to seeing remember, tj you're Yates. live on radio you're i know i know radio. i was i was thinking here we go because look lopez uh, <laughs> i was still doing the morning show then and the day after Schaub got what well, was confirmed that he was out for the season was uh, a Tuesday because Monday we still thought he was around. You know, we yeah. found out at the press conference that day. So Tuesday morning, Lopez was just shaking his head like, no, it's over. It's over. But I'll yeah. never forget. Um, and this is what this is 2011. But there was a meme out there that was Liner in a hot. Remember the pictures of Liner in the yes. hot tub with all yes. the. Um, they weren't co-eds because he was already a pro at this point. He was in Phoenix, but liner in the hot tub with all these women and, and he's got his arm around them. you know, they're all posing for the picture and, and the, the, the graphic, the writing on the meme was Houston, I got this. and, (laughs) that was heading into the game you know he didn't put that out but I just thought that was so hilarious and I thought you know what why not Leinert this could all work this could work I mean Leinert has played well in spots for Arizona and this is a really good team this could be beautiful uh Leinert being the backup quarterback in this situation then he doesn't even last a half and you're down to TJ who played pretty decent in that Jacksonville game I'll never forget this Johnny he threw a ball out of the back of the end zone. And they called intentional grounding. And it was one of those where it's like, you're just chucking the ball out of the back of the end zone. Give me a break. I see it every week in the NFL. You're going to call intentional grounding on the rookie. But they did. They got to the game. They had seven sacks that day. And, uh, you know we took it from there but we were all hoping tj could play and he could i mean i just rewatched that 2011 cincinnati game with him and you watch him dance around the pocket and make some throws look not everything was perfect he threw a pick in that game there were some moments but there's some really good moments like that final 80 yard drive he threw for 300 in that game you know thank goodness for tj and then two years later oh, more than two years four years later bill o'brien would utter the words after yates went out against the colts he said Where would we be without T.J. Yates? And it was true because that he helped was part of the saving process of the 2015 campaign.
3: Okay, so that leads Mm -hmm. me to number four. I, I didn't realize when I put these together they're kind of the same. What you remember when on Monday night Brian Hoyer going to the locker room on Monday night football against the Bengals in 2015? What you remember when?
0: I was I was kind of, I hate to say, I was kind of ready for that because I thought, what if T.J. gets into this game? He was the backup quarterback that night, of yeah. course. So I was thinking, what if T.J. somehow gets in this game? What is that going to be like? Because, look, that season was sliding out of control. It was... Yeah, I go into every game, you know, with hope and building the case that they can win this if, if, if and all of that. But that was an undefeated Cincinnati team. The Texans were terrible at times early that season. The blowout losses to Atlanta, Miami. They just beat Tennessee, so it was like, Okay, maybe this is really gonna help them but you know that was a very shaky at best Tennessee team, and didn't appear to be the kind of win that was going to turn it around. But the win over the Bengals was, and Yates was a huge part of it. When Hoyer went out, I had high hopes. Yates' first pass, what he he threw it to the ground, intended yeah. for Ryan Griffin. I thought, yeah, uh, TJ, we got we got to close. do a yeah, we got to do a little bit better than this. But he got it going, man. He, <laughs> he got did. it going.
3: He did because he hit he hit Griff on third down on like an over route and it was not an easy throw and he stuck it in there and i just remember thinking i remember at that time just like i got i got excited for that one because i was just like i was like yeah tj like he didn't expect i didn't expect tj i didn't think he was going to channel 2011 i didn't know what he was gonna have Mm -hmm. he'd been back with us for what like three weeks four weeks maybe if that uh and now he's thrown into this thing and then of course yeah, you know the throw he makes to hop for the touchdown, uh, which happened right in front of me, is just—you know—it's—it's it's a great catch by Hop. But if you watch the throw, you're like, that is just a dime piece. I mean, it's it, a perfect it's a, spot, right, and a great on, catch, right yeah. on the money. Um, he was. How just, about the defense, so, Johnny? How about the oh, defense? That, yeah.
0: I mean, six crazy. points, six points. I mean, the defense that year and 2016. Yeah were the two best defenses of the O'Brien era so far, right? Yeah. And, and that, I mean, really, statistically, all of it. I know maybe the competition, well, they played the Patriots that year. Whatever, I don't want to get into that right now, but those defenses were really good. Yeah. And you got to get back to that and hopefully get beyond that and force turnovers. Now, in 2014, they forced a ton of turnovers. Right. But statistically, they weren't as good as 15 and 16.
3: Yep. Yeah. Okay. This, this kind of has quarterback ramifications, too. In December of 2016, what you remember when OB gave Osweiler the thumb and brought in Tom Savage against the Jags?
0: I, uh, I was really excited. Look, uh, I could talk about Savage for a while. I think Savage is a very interesting character in the history of this franchise and obviously particularly the Bill O'Brien era because I think, Johnny, waiting on Savage – was a big theme in the early, early years of, of O'Brien's tenure here. Because as a rookie, we wait on him. Well, he gets a – not a start, but he gets an opportunity in that Colts game, and then he gets hurt. He would have played against the Ravens the following week. Maybe he would have played really well, but maybe not. Uh, the following year, gets hurt in the final preseason game. You have to go with Mallett, Hoyer, and that whole – and you saw what happened. Eventually, T.J. Yates, Savage, certainly would have got a gotten a chance then. He finally gets a chance in uh, year three – and he looked good in that Jags game. Weren't they yeah. down 14 nothing? He brought them back. In the Bengals game, he didn't look so hot, right? But they right. won it. And Andre said that night, he's like, I don't know about – and I'm thinking, shut up, let's just play. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I think yeah. I did this routine a while ago. But you know, and, and, again, you never really got a chance to see him because he gets a concussion against Tennessee, so you're waiting on him again. But they don't rely on him to be the starter – going into 2017 the only option that is because they drafted Deshaun watson and i think all the times he got hurt you never got a chance to see him on the field you know johnny you were there I, this is what i said everybody in practice when you saw savage he looked better than mallet and hoyer uh when he was with the third team he just did he looked really good now i'm not saying he was better but in practice he looked really good he looked really good when he was battling it out with Deshaun. you know remember we were looking at that training camp battle we thought you know Deshaun looks good, but man Savage looks awesome running the first team offense in practice. Well, you know there's a difference, and you know we like Tom and everything, but uh, it just it did not pan out for him on the football field as a starting quarterback. I think. How about that the, for putting it mildly?
3: Yeah one one of the moments that I will never forget for probably as long as i you know I have my full faculties when Tom comes in the game, I'll never forget. I'm facing obviously I'm facing the east side and so as I'm I'm watching Tom go in, the fans are just going crazy. And I look across and there is this uh, pretty large individual and he is just hands above his head and he is just clapping and going just absolutely nuts and he's wearing a Brock Osweiler jersey. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I like <laughs> I was like, well, you know, at least his loyalty is to the team and not just the guy of jerseys he's wearing. But he was going crazy, so happy, and yet he's sitting there wearing an Osweiler jersey. Uh, it was crazy. Okay, I got more. What you remember wins, but I'll save them for next Wednesday. We get back. The Dot com has predicted every. AFC teams MVP for 2020. The Ooh. Texans one is obvious. What about the other three teams in the division? As obvious? We'll talk about that next, right here at Texans All Access.
1: Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment.
4: Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
2: Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff caught by Daikin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided
3: for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely
2: Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months. With three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases, Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston.
3: It's Clint Sterner and the show.
2: Radio.com, MLB insider
3: John Heyman. Where are we at the moment in terms of getting this deal done?
4: I'll just quote Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, say that they have a framework of a deal. Uh, Tony Clark and Rob Manfred worked it out in their face-to-face meeting. Right now it's just going to be taken back to the owners and Tony Clark will take it to the players. We are very close to being able to say, play ball. Thank heavens for that. Clint Sterner and the show. Weekdays at 2. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
2: Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook introducing hyundai complimentary maintenance three years or thirty-six thousand miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance hyundai the longer you look the more there is to like get zero percent apr for up to 72 months on the tucson or santa fe with no payments for up to 90 days hurry in today to your nearest houston hyundai dealer offers end 6 20 call 469-613-0227 for more offer details
5: stay connected with the houston texans and join the stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories each month stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences tickets autographed team memorabilia and more visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up make sure you follow the texans on facebook twitter instagram and snapchat and take the texans with you wherever you go with the texans app and never miss an update Hey, friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org Texans.
3: The LSU Tigers are coming to Houston. Will the defending national champions be just as dominant on the field in 2020? Will they be able to replace key players lost the NFL draft in order to create another national championship caliber team? Only one way to find out. Head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to witness the defending national champs take on the hometown Rice Owls. Visit RiceLSU2020.com to reserve your seat today.
4: Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
1: Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app.
3: Oh yeah, that's a smart move. Download the Texans app. Make sure it's updated if you already have it. We've got all kinds of stuff up there. We got something coming that my man Nick has been working on, Mark. I don't know if you've seen this, but I went into the studio last uh, last week. I think it was last week. And working on something called the Performance Report. And when you see it, you're going to be like, whoa. It's excellent. Uh, I, I have not – I'll put it this way. I have not been – as proud to be part of anything that we've done as what Nick put together for the performance report. And you'll see it hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, Dang. I'm telling you, Mark, it is. He, Nick,
0: our new guy,
3: phenomenal, phenomenal work. And I mean, I just, uh, it's based off of my know your foe series and Mm -hmm. he took it and ran with it. And it's, it's, uh, it's freaking outstanding. Now, Uh, There will be performance reports for every team the Texans play this year, including the three other teams in the division. NFL.com went through, Mark, Mm -hmm. and they predicted the MVP for each team around the league. Now, some are pretty easy, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and obviously the Texans pretty easy, and it was
0: Deshaun Watson.
3: Laramie Tunsil. No, you're right, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Laramie is very, very important. If they stress the word valuable, then Laramie would definitely be out there. But, uh, yeah, Deshaun uh, is definitely the predicted MVP for the Houston Texans. Now, the other three teams in the vision, one of them I could see. One of them was like, whoa, okay. The other one I don't know that i buy completely. So let's go in alphabetical order. The predicted MVP for the Indianapolis Colts in 2020 is. Marlon Mack. Wow, that's a really good guess. They did not even mention him, and I think you're right. I think Marlon Mack (laughs) is a good
0: guess. That's a good guess. They didn't even talk about him. Yeah. No,
3: but uh, that's why I'm. Well, you and I know as much about this league and this as this division as anybody.
0: Well, I've I, I talked to the voice of the Colts today, Johnny, and mm-hmm. so you haven't done a performance report or know your foe on the Colts yet this year, I right? Have, I
3: have. It just hasn't. It has none of none of these have been released yet. Oh, done, okay. Well, I haven't I have seen voiced, it. Voiced. I have voiced the Colts and the Jaguars and the Titans.
0: So he reminded me of some very important numbers in relation to the Colts. One is they were seventh in the league in running the football. Right? They ran the ball but they weren't very good. They were near the bottom or at the bottom in yards per attempt. So they were not getting it done throwing the rock. Right. But now you got Philip Rivers, that O-line. They're not going to be any worse running the ball you would think because they've got Mack and they got Jonathan Taylor, you know. Yeah. They've got some some weapons. And now they got play action with Rivers and so who maybe are you a, saying
3: the predicted MVP is
0: if probably it's not River. Mack? they probably said rivers
3: you're, you're exactly right they said Phil yeah. Rivers.
0: I mean they quarterback is where you got to look first I was trying to be clever and cute by saying Marlon Mack thousand yard rusher
3: I agree with you wholeheartedly I think Mack is hugely important and I would have said Jonathan Taylor I think JT is going to be a huge factor for the Colts as the year goes on and if they make the playoffs but also 2021 and beyond I mean I know it's a running back running backs don't always need an offseason they just need to be fresh and most importantly healthy but mac i think you're dead on mark i think marlon Mack is if it's not quentin nelson and that's what they said here if mm-hmm. i were a bolder man i'd go with quentin nelson the patrick mahomes of guards oh wow. uh quentin nelson is that good there's no question but yeah they go with philip rivers okay let's move on to jacksonville they did not pick a quarterback for the jaguars oh did not pick a quarterback for the predicted MVP of the Jaguars. They picked a defensive player.
1: They did.
0: Mm-hmm. They picked like miles Jack or somebody like that.
3: They picked Josh Allen, the second year. Oh edge yeah, rusher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. Now, Yannick Ngakwe, we have no idea. It's been a quiet – it's been very, very quiet on that front lately, so we don't know exactly what's going on. Yannick, it says he's not going back to Jacksonville. There's a Twitter war with Tony Khan, uh, who is the son of Shad Khan. Uh, they went back and forth. It's been kind of a mess. Yep. But Josh Allen last year, as a rookie, had 10.5 sacks and 39 pressures, the second highest total among all – rookies and they predict him to be the mvp for the jags
0: they need that the rest of that front to do the job too though you know they weren't good against
3: the run and that was a killer
0: yeah i mean very often when you have a guy like that great and in Gakway too great but you need pressure up the middle too and that's that was one of the colts problems that's why they have deforest buckner now uh i don't know really defensive players the mvp it could be a really slow year in Jacksonville, and that's what I'm hoping for. Gosh, you know, you, you feel terrible for the people there, except not that bad because they're in the division. But you, <laughs> yeah. you know where I'm coming from. Know you know, exactly you and know, I was talking about from. all our friends in Jacksonville, the people we know work for the team, and man, is it rough. But, hey, that's what you get.
3: Which got me thinking about this. Mm-hmm. They made a run in 2017 that was memorable. I think about Frank Frangia a lot, who is our friend and uh, play-by-play voice. And I remember texting him that Sunday morning, wishing him luck on the broadcast and, you know, hoping that one day we could be in the AFC championship game. They had one run in 17, but from, I don't know, from 2011 through 2020, they've been drafting in the top five or top 10 of the league. Yep. Would you trade a one-time get to the AFC championship. And then after that, you don't know. Like, you don't know for eight years of misery.
0: All right, wait a minute. Okay, I don't know what's going to happen after the AFC championship game. I'm just just, get there. You're getting me in the AFC championship game and eight years of memory over what's behind door number two, the unknown, or is it you'll never get past the divisional round?
3: No, it's the complete unknown.
0: I'll take the unknown. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Look, this team has not been – the Texans have not been able to get past the divisional round. We all know that. At some point, it's going to happen. But I, I, I got to get past it more than once, right? I, I, eight years of misery is eight years of misery. I'm, not, I'm never selecting eight years of misery unless you can gar- guarantee me a Super Bowl championship. But then I can endure eight years of misery. <laughs>
3: but that's seemingly what Jacksonville's done. They had all these years of misery, and then 2017 is this bright, shining light. They should have gone to the Super Bowl. Who knows mm-hmm. what the defense would have done against Foles. Ironically, he ended up with them. Uh, Foles ended up at Jacksonville. And then all of a sudden, it's, been ba- it's back. I mean, from the time Deshaun got on the bus to go to Jacksonville, from that point forward, it has been a complete and total disaster. Awful. For Jacksonville. All right, it's quickly,
0: really Tennessee. What, what Tennessee, do you think?
3: Tennessee. Who do you think? This one's
0: uh, kind of they'll probably say Derrick Henry, because if Derrick Henry's not the MVP, then yeah, I don't, don't think Tannehill will be the MVP. You're of really- that team.
3: And you're exactly right. They went with uh, Henry. Henry's an incredible workhorse for the Titans of 2019, piling up more than 400 touches. I'm telling you, 400 touches, that's not a good number. That's not a good number. Be very, very careful. Uh, but uh, you, did, you did well, Mark. Very, very eh. good. As I look on the rest of the AFC, a lot of defensive guys. Bradley Chubb, Joey Bosa. Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, Stephon Gilmore for the Patriots. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. So NFL.com with a really nice article about predicted NFL MVPs for each team. Mark, appreciate it as always. Tomorrow's Thursday. That means the general. John McClain should be joining us on the show, so you definitely want to tune in for that. We will see you then. Bridget, thank you very much as always. And as always, go Texans.
1: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
4: Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
5: May's Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to late Houston Police Department tactical flight officer Jason Knox and Houston senior police officer and pilot Chase Cormier. In early May, Officer Knox and Officer Cormier were in a tragic helicopter accident that Officer Knox did not survive and left Officer Cormier badly injured. Both men dedicated their lives to ensuring the safety of all Houstonians. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to honor Officer Knox posthumously and Officer Cormier with our May's Star of Courage Award.
0: Ah.
3: the pitter patter splitter splatter of sunday
0: mornings
2: wait no that's bacon and it's spitting all over your pjs stains can ruin any moment get them out with tide america's
5: number one detergent if it's got to be clean it's got to be Tide.
2: Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff caught by Dyken. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units
4: they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dyken is definitely Houston's biggest fan.
2: They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone.
1: Take your Texans game day experience to a new level with Houston Texans club seats. You'll enjoy premier sightlines with wider cushion seats, a private game day entry, and in-seat food and beverage service. Enjoy premium culinary offerings while listening to live music in the exclusive club lounges during breaks in the play. Take the first step and join the club ticket priority waitlist for free at houstontexans.com.
2: Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? (laughs) It's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
4: Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride, from
2: the camaraderie of the other bikers, a band of brothers, always there for you, rain or shine, to the amazing savings you get with Geico on your motorcycle insurance and accessories
4: coverage all year round. But for Bucky Hornhill, it was one reason in particular.
5: It was my helmet hair. I was born with helmet hair. I've tried to cut it a bunch of times, even buzzing it, but it immediately just goes back to helmet hair. Geico Motorcycle, 15 minutes could save you
1: 15% or more.
2: Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash you Cushana. Welcome back to Cushota Casino Resort.
3: We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We
1: can't wait to see you at Cushota.
3: It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet.
5: Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses, because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Official business bank of the
2: Houston Texans. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS.
0: Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID.
4: Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.